We're talking with Tom Snitch of the University of Maryland, and we start this part with a question about putting his work to the test. The first time you used it, you had a pretty dramatic result. Yeah, It worked. Yeah. We went out and flew, and we had infrared cameras, of course, at night, and we see a mother and calf, and we can tell that they're very near a road, and all of a sudden, the drone is basically flying the fence line because that's where we thought the problems were. This is before we'd done all the mathematics. And we saw a car stop, and we knew from where that car stopped, they could see the rhinos. They, they, they were right next, I mean, 50 meters away from the road. And so we had prepositioned our rangers along the road that night, and so they were on these guys in maybe 90 seconds. So it works. It works. Because you have to use math to reduce the amount of size of the territory you've got to cover. Africa is so massive that we in the United States have no conception. Kruger National Park, which is the largest park in South Africa, is almost precisely the same size as the state of New Jersey. So imagine, I say to you, Mike, we've got to go and patrol New Jersey tonight. We have 50 rangers, and we've got to cover all of New Jersey. Sounds like an impossible task. Yeah, good luck. Now, if I said, Mike... We need to find gamblers in New Jersey. Well, suddenly the task becomes easier because where do gamblers go? Casinos. Where are casinos? In Atlantic City. Where's the greatest mathematical likelihood of finding a gambler in New Jersey, i.e. the road from the New Jersey Turnpike to Atlantic City or somewhere inside Atlantic City? Where's the most likelihood of me finding a rhino tonight on a path that goes from the fresh grass to the waterhole? The solution set's the same, but again, it's, it's using math to reduce the size. And we use the satellite imagery at the same time to look for areas where animals are unlikely, and that's the key point, unlikely to be. There are certain parts of Kruger National Park where you will not find rhinos. There's no water. It's too steep. We have found over the past couple years of studying rhino behavior a rhino will not climb an incline greater than 37.5%. Therefore, if you map out any area, looking at a satellite map or a topographical map, and you find areas with a steepness greater than 37.5%, now I'm not saying a rhino wouldn't walk up there, but we've never seen one walk up there. And so therefore, mathematically, while he might walk up there, although I don't know why a rhino would walk up a hill. He's certainly not going for the view because there's no water on top of hills. You can then take huge areas of territory that are very steep, very rugged, either high, you know, steep hills or deep ravines, steep ravines with, again, a slope greater than 37.5 degrees, and you can make an assumption that it is highly improbable mathematically that a rhino will be in this area. So let's not worry about patrolling that area. And so you can take a park the size of New Jersey and topographically probably cut that area by 50 to 60% right from the start because there's no water, it's too steep, it's not amicable to having the rhino. Well, Tom, is there anything you'd like to add? People have to realize that when you have these problems, how do we stop poaching? The last answer most people would probably think of is mathematics. But I tell them that math is the key to all of this. Because just like we found patterns of how people place bombs, 
animals move in patterns. And if the poachers know what the patterns are, you have to learn those patterns too. And you've got to do the math to figure out what 400 by 400 square meter block that the rhino is in because then you can protect it. So math is something that you can use to save rhinos and, and elephants. We're now embarking on similar programs for illegal fishing, mathematically trying to determine, A, where fish are likely to be on a given day at a given time. And most good fishing captains know that because they make their living catching fish. And we're also doing it for illegal logging to try and figure out in looking at space and determining through, again, satellite imagery, where are very valuable trees in forests and how do people get to them? And again, looking at huge spaces and mathematically figuring out, okay, how do we stop people from, A, getting into the forest to get to these trees? And if they get the trees, how do we plot graphically? how they're likely to exit the forest. Quite frankly, it, it's much more simple than it sounds. It's just using good basic mathematics, some trig, some algebra, some, a little Boolean algebra, to come to good solution sets. And it, like a lot of problems now, I mean, you have a lot of data, and so it's good to have access to that, but you also have to be smart about the data. People think data is the answer. Data is input. The key is taking data, creating information, and then using that information to create actionable knowledge. Data itself, I can give you log books that show you where the rhinos have been over the past two years. 300 pages of notes on where the rhino has been is not going to tell you anything. You've got to extrapolate that data and then analyze it and look for your solution sets. And sometimes you pick the wrong variables. So the key is going back and looking for which variables can be quantified in an appropriate and relevant way and applied to the particular problem that you have. I think most people get wrong answers because they don't ask the right questions. Well, I hope I asked you the right questions, Tom. You uh, did, sir. Okay. You did, and I'm very happy, and I hope, I hope the people who read your piece and especially students start to think about how they can use mathematics to save the world's animals. All right, and good luck with your work. Well, thank you very kindly. It was lovely chatting with you. All right. So that's Tom Snitch, who's at the University of Maryland and apparently all around the world, too. Thanks very much, Tom. Thank you, sir.